Am I on? Okay. <laughs> Yay, thank you. All right. Um, because I also need this good news today, I say, the Lord be with you. Malachi wrote, as we just heard, messenger of the covenant who you desire will come, says the Lord Almighty. But who can endure the day of his coming? Who can stand when he appears? For he will be like a refiner's fire or a launderer's soap. He will sit as a refiner and purifier of silver. He will purify the Levites and refine them like gold and silver. For a number of years, I have dealt with a painful and stress-filled family situation. Daily life was at times unbearable, reducing me to tears. With all my might, as an Enneagram One, I tried to fix things and make them right. So, okay, every I see some nodding heads here. <laughs> a lot of energy was expended toward that end, and I blamed myself for not being able to bring healing and resolution to the damaged relationships. I didn't really blame God for the situation, but wondered why he wouldn't step in and deliver me from the pain and sorrow, from the seeming injustice. Why he wouldn't fix things. I knew God was present, but hoped and longed for his intervention. In the midst of this, I had the opportunity to fly to London and teach for a week. It was wonderful. It was a wonderful week away from the stress-filled daily life. But on my return flight, um, it was Icelandic air, and with Icelandic air, you have to have a mandatory stopover in Iceland. And mine happened to be, I arrived at 11 at night, so I had to stay overnight. Um, so an Airbnb with a hot tub and not having to be back at the airport till four the next afternoon was a refreshing bonus. Uh, taking advantage of the beautiful park on the bay, I walked and prayed, Lord, I have to go back to real life. I can't do this on my own. I'm so tired of trying to fix things. I know you're with me, but please give me assurance that you are. Um, I, I really had no other expectation and would have been content with just this kind of peace in my heart and mind. And that's what I wanted. Um, but as I stood and looked over the bay, suddenly a whale leapt up out of the water, breached the waves, and did this lovely 180 turn and flopped back down into the water. Yeah. Wow. Wow. I turned around to say, wow, did you see that? To whoever else was in the park. But I was the only one there that day. Now, I know that God didn't have to allow me to see that frolicking whale. But in his grace and mercy, he did. It was like a rainbow for me. This reminder, this assurance that I was not alone. And that he was present with me and going back home with me. It was a reminder that I didn't need to try to fix anything, but that I just needed to trust him. He had not left me alone to my own devices and schemes to get things right, but he was at work in me and in my situation, and that in his mercy and love for me, he wanted to change my heart, even if things remained the same with my circumstances. Later that summer, I cried out to God, Lord, I need another whale. 
But his answer to me was, you don't need another whale. You have me. It wasn't about the whale. It was about my believing that the one whom I desired had come. Emmanuel, God with us. And that he is at work in the midst of my pain and sorrow to refine and purify me. The whale was just a reminder that God is always present. And you and I are not left hoping to catch a glimpse of a whale once or twice in our lives, scanning the top of the ocean in case God shows up this time. Begging God, if you give me a sign, I'll be fine, and then you go away until I need you next time. Actually, that God's name is Baal. And he rarely shows up. I don't think he ever shows up. (laughs) The good news for each one of us is that in an unjust world, in the throes of the deep pain and sorrow, loss and suffering, the Lord we have been desiring has come. We are not alone, stranded, left longing for a glimpse of a whale anymore. Emmanuel has come. He is here. God is with us. In our Malachi text, we read that the messenger of the covenant whom you desire will come. The implication is that we are already desiring the Lord, that he is what we have been longing for and desiring all our lives, and he will come. He has come. If you're like me and your knee-jerk reaction is to stress and injustice is to fix it and get it right, then Christ's coming as a refining fire may seem like God is trying to make you better and right, to get you whipped into shape. I hear an amen. (laughs) If so, that would be a terrifying fire. But if we can trust in God's compassion and his tender mercy, we can see that Christ's coming and his refining fire is for cleansing, purifying, and forming, allowing us to step into who and what we were always created to be. Malachi also likens this refiner's fire to a launderer's soap. It's for cleansing and purifying, bringing beauty out of brokenness. Malachi asks, who can endure the day of his coming? Who can stand? None of us can stand before the Lord Almighty as we are. We are all in need of refining and purifying. Refining is actually about giving us life making us more like Jesus, which is the best thing that could ever happen to us. Jesus, Emmanuel, God with us, whose coming we anticipate and celebrate in the season of Advent. The the Philippians passage that was read reminds us that God, the master refiner, is present and at work. He who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion. There is such hope in those words. We're not the ones working to change and purify ourselves. We can't do that on our own at all. Not even an Enneagram one who tries so hard to change for the better. But we do need to submit to the work of the Lord in our lives. To complement Philippians, these two Luke texts make sure that we remember that our purification and formation is not just for us, but for the sake of the world. John the Baptist's purpose in coming 
as a messenger was to prepare the way for Christ to give his people the knowledge of salvation through the forgiveness of their sins because of the tender mercy of God so that all people would see God's salvation. Christ came for the life of the world. We are formed and purified for the life of the world. So if our purification and our formation is for the life of the world, what do we do with the injustice we see all around us? We long for justice, for the pain and the suffering, for the loss. Our temptation is to get caught up in striving to fix things and bring order to chaos, feeling all alone, and that God isn't with us because, well, look how awful things are. But the good news is that the Lord we have been desiring has come. We are not alone and stranded, left longing for a glimpse of a whale anymore. Emmanuel has come. God is with us. When things are just not right, another temptation is to blame God, blame ourselves, blame others, and then scan the horizon for a glimpse of another whale. But the fulfilled promise of our longed-for Emmanuel is that God is here, right in the thick of it with us. And we can rest in confidence that whatever may seem wrong with the world or with us, with our lives, we are not alone. God is the one who's standing there with us, working in the situation, even when we can't see him, we can't feel him, or we don't see any change. But most importantly, he's changing our hearts, refining us and purifying us, transforming us into the likeness of Christ. Jesus, the tender, merciful judge, who sits on the throne and yet is right here with us, never leaving us alone with pain and injustice, is present and at work. We can then proclaim the good news that the Lord we have been desiring has come. We are not alone and stranded, longing for a glimpse of a whale anymore. Emmanuel has come. He is here. A friend of mine created a beautiful Eucharist chalice and plate for me and had it shipped to me. She had sent me a picture of the set so I was excited to see this handmade love, handmade with love gift. But in the shipping, the chalice was broken into pieces. My heart sank when I opened the box. And I immediately went into how can I fix it default mode. <laughs> but I sensed the Lord slowing me down and saying that he desired to do something in me as well as give me an idea for mending the chalice. As I held the pieces in my hand, I realized that the kiln firing of the chalice had left gold-colored lines in the design. From my years of living in Japan, I knew of the traditional art form that Deb had also mentioned a few months ago called kintsugi, mending broken pottery with gold-flecked lacquer. The Japanese see breakage or repair as a part of the history of the object rather than as something to disguise or hide. The idea is that the mended object becomes more 
beautiful, and more valuable in the mending. Beauty from brokenness. I ordered a Kintsugi repair kit from Japan. And then three weeks ago, almost three years after I had received the broken chalice, I worked with a friend to repair it. There were some pieces that were missing, and I had to use a little clay and more lacquer to mend those places. I have missing pieces too. And God graciously fills those holes with mercy and love. As I held the chalice in my hands, this time to let the lacquer dry, I had a picture of God holding me in his hand. His tender, merciful hands, repairing, refining, and purifying me to bring beauty from my brokenness. Brokenness that comes simply as a part of living in this world. Brokenness that comes from my own sin. Just as the chalice didn't need to strive to repair itself, neither do I, neither do you. God invites us to submit ourselves and all our pain, longing, and brokenness to the master refiner, knowing that the Lord we have been desiring has come. He is the one who makes all things new and brings beauty from brokenness. Maybe like me, you have desired for the Lord to come and to intervene in a difficult place in your life. And you've wondered, where is he? There's a great, there is great healing in expressing trust in the good news that the Lord we have been desiring has come. We are not alone and stranded, left desiring a glimpse of a whale any longer. Emmanuel has come. God is with us. As we respond to the good news today, I want us to first listen to a song that reminds us that we are not alone. Then I will begin the prayer of response in your worship folder, which allows us to name our need and affirm God's presence with us. I then invite you to pray as you are led.
Merciful God, thank you that you have not left me alone in a world of injustice and brokenness, but have come to make me more like Jesus. Thank you for coming to be present with me in the midst of my painful family situation. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. prayer. 